To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. As you'll have heard in our news, New Zealand's inflation rate has taken another tumble, dropping from 6.7 to 6. Today's 0.7 point drop in the CPI represents the largest fall in annual inflation in more than two years. Despite the drop, prices are still increasing at rates not seen since the 90s. Food prices remain a major driver of inflation, up more than 12% annually. New Zealand Herald Business Editor-at-Large Liam Dan joins me to make sense of this all. Good morning to you. Hi, Kerry. When do the mortgage interest rates come down, says somebody with a hefty mortgage? Oh, well, this isn't going to be be good enough for that. Mm. I mean, I know, you know, we could try and say it's good news, 6% inflation, but that's still pretty horrible. Yeah. I know, I I was just thinking as I was doing that, huh, Ah, this is considered good news. There was a time this would have set set the horses panicking. Yeah, so, I mean, the Reserve Bank had forecast 6.1 for this number. Some of their bank economists had thought 5.9. So I guess it's, it's a sort of roughly on yeah. target. Um, but, you know, as, as most people will know from going to the supermarket, yeah. uh, food prices are still rising at a much higher rate and, a, and a, um, really the problematic part of it um, is being food... In, in this country so you know whether you blame the weather or whatever um, you know looking at fresh vegetable prices 23.3% inflation for the 12 months to June 2023 that's horrible milk cheese and eggs the 9.8 and 13.8% respectively bad timing for that eggs mm. law I guess that's added added to it so yeah um, you know there are some reasons to hope that that will that, that food price inflation will start to improve and, and add to some of the other fair winds we've got there. Most of the the drop that we've seen is actually coming out of, um, uh, you know, global stuff. The oil prices um, came off, um, so we did benefit from that until the taxes went back on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it's what the economists will say, tradable and non-tradable. So the um, uh, the non-tradable part is the sticky part that, that the economists are worried about. So we they think that We'll keep seeing inflation come off um, in, in each successive um, release over the next uh, year, but um, unfortunately, um, because it takes a while to go through the economy in terms of wages catching up, um, they don't. I mean, they're still not predicting uh, we'll see any interest rate cuts from the more, uh, from the Reserve Bank um, until later next year, uh, or, or you know, May around May next year, because. I guess, you know, when you look at the big picture of the economy, you've got to have inflation beaten. Um, otherwise, it just comes back. Mm. It's like a nasty disease. Yeah, it is. I'm wondering how that's going to go because I know that um, travel was a big driver of inflation in a couple of the um, releases over the last year. As the Rugby World Cup looms, I wonder if that's going to throw us out of whack again. <laughs> yeah, we've I've seen. It's interesting um, because there was a story out of Sweden about a Beyonce concert, I think, mm, driving mm. driving inflation. Then I, I saw a Taylor Swift story yes. in the States. So, uh, you know, the, the people are picking up on the lines. This stuff, you know, I guess if you step back, this stuff um, comes up uh, and happens. And you... you it's interesting because it's good for the economy. So, you know, you still want stuff to come along and stimulate and grow the economy. Money coming in uh, from outside is good. 
Um, but it is confusing at a time like now. So strong immigration, a strong tourism revival uh, brings more money, brings more foreign dollars into the country. That's good for us. We get richer, but um, if it it can also pump up inflation. So it's a it's a funny sort of measure. Um, you know, conversely, uh, some really bad news and a, and, a, and a really recessionary slump like a stock market crash would get rid of inflation faster, and that's not much good either. So what we're trying for is a, is a soft landing and, and, and bring it out with the minimum amount of, of pain, I guess. Um, that's what you were always hoping for and predicting would happen. It's a bloody long landing, though, isn't it? Well, it's the thing about a soft landing. It's, <laughs> um, <laughs> it takes a long time. I do think, you know... <laughs> It, 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 it's worked in the US, so in the US they've got inflation down to 3%. Um, in this country, I would say, you know, and again, this is just my perspective, but I think in the last year or so, the government's been probably more fiscally generous than it... it, it, it um, and, and, and it to be. Well, <laughs> it made a choice. It's a political choice, put it that way. And and you're going to so things like the um, uh, you know, putting uh, take, leaving the fuel tax off, um, some of the uh, you know, uh, cost of living payments, um, uh, and even the minimum wage. You know, the timing of things like that. Um, they could have put it on hold, and and we might have seen a, a slightly better inflation number. Um, I guess that's a political choice. They they see people suffering. And so they want to help out. They knew and they know that that was going to add to inflation. Um, and, um, you know, people will have to sort of uh, make their own call on that. But um, I, I've sort of been leaning a bit more into wanting to get that Band-Aid off a bit quicker at the moment because mm. I worry that if we take too long, we're at risk of something else bad happening while yeah. we wait. Uh, mm. And house prices seem to have bottomed out, do you think? Um, yeah, I think, I think, I mean, realistically, what will come along and save this economy? You know, New Zealand, it's housing. So mm. the house, and, and, and we'll all, in, on the economics side, all complain about that being the wrong part of the economy and everything, but um, it, it does it does drive confidence. So if house prices have, uh, signs that the house prices have started to bottom out um, will bring confidence back. And so that will be a trigger for the, for, for the economy. But the Reserve Bank doesn't want to see that too soon. No. So, um, you wouldn't want a straight bounce back. You'd, it's nice to see the prices stop falling, um, mm. uh, probably just for the for the security of um, of the economy. But um, if they could sit there for a while, give some first homeowners a chance to get mm. in, that would be not a bad thing. And you know, the new builds are still going on, even though we've seen a few contractors go to the wall. They're still continuing. Yeah, I mean that hasn't happened. Uh, you know, there was a, there was a. A concern at the start of the year that, that they were going over pretty fast, but I think mm. um, maybe they're starting to see out the other side. Yeah. And the ones that are, if they're if they're fairly well organised, and we're not in the sort of GFC situation of a large number of highly debted sort of dodgy players that we had back then, um, I think these guys should be able to trade their way through with the banks on side. So um, that's positive. So so you know, look, we c- you can see a runway there for for a relatively soft landing, and by soft landing I just mean without really high levels of unemployment um, uh, kicking in, mm. whether or not, you know, it's clearly not coming along quick enough uh, for um, the government in this current electoral cycle, so that sort of puts the asset on them to uh, sell a story of, of confidence for the uh, year ahead, and mm. um, I'm not really convinced they're doing that particularly well at the moment. So what is the next government, whoever they may be, going to inherit? Well, they're going to inherit um, an economy that um, 
is fundamentally in reasonably good shape, but has a few issues around um, the current account is, a, is an issue. We need money coming into the country um, to, to rebalance that. So we need tourism to come back and we need exports to, to fire. But um, there's also a bit of concern around China and our commodity prices at the moment. Um, mm. But I, I, I think really the problem is, is domestic confidence at the moment. I, I th- you know, you just have to be blind or deaf not to notice that people are mm. um, really uh, feeling quite uh, downbeat about uh, the economy right now. And so I think it's lacking um, confidence and it's sort of, uh, who was it? Was it Mark Ellis who said mojo? Yeah. But there's yeah. kind of kind of, kind of a, that's missing. And, and, and what brings that back? Um, I think it is a sense of belief in the country and that we are going to um, – we're going to come through this whole post-pandemic cycle and and um, and grow, uh, you know, have strong growth out of it. And I, I'm not sure what it is um, that would drive that growth, other than a housing market comeback at the moment. Mm, I so, think people are just waiting for the election too. There's a lo- nobody's buying, nobody's selling while they wait. Yeah, yeah, that's right, and, and then I, make their choices accordingly. It's, you, you can you can use property um, to stimulate the New Zealand economy. You can use property in China. They're going, they're, they're going through the same thing. They they likely we're likely to see them uh, tr- relax a whole lot, bunch of property rules to to kickstart their economy in coming months because they've got you know a lack of confidence amongst consumers. Um, you know we can we can beat up on um, the, the 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 lack of productivity in the property market, but then you have to sort of also look at how real people live their lives and um, property and housing are just such an important part of New Zealand life um, when the confidence is gone from that market uh, you can just see it seeping through the whole um, whole mm. economy so I think it's, um, it's all of the everything though I mean it'd be enough if it was just the pandemic and the economy but <laughs> yeah. but when you get told by the meteorologists be prepared for a weekend of heavy flooding I'm like yeah, no, again. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not prepared, and there is no more preparation to give. I'm done. I'm over. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I think. I think there's a there's a sense of. Um, I, I saw the term. I hadn't. I don't know why I hadn't picked up on it, a vibe session, which mm. is whether or not we're in a technical recession or not. The vibe is very recessionary, <laughs> um, and in the US they're talking about having beaten that, oh, and that... I don't think we're anywhere near having beaten the well, vibe session in this country. Well, I look forward to doing it one day. Yeah. One day, surely. All right, always good to talk. Thank you so much, Liam Dan, the Herald's business editor at large. For more from News Talk ZB, listen live, on air, or online, and keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.